football? Bloody hell. Yeah, we're back again with more football comment, I suppose you'd call it. And on the show tonight, we've got a full crew. As was last week, which wasn't a full crew. So, Paul Thorpe's back. So is Ricky Hyatt. I'm here, and so is Hilda. So let's all sit down and tear VAR to pieces. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Football Bloody Hell. And we actually have got a full crew tonight. So, first of all, let's say hello to Mr. Paul Thorpe. Good evening, everyone. And Rick's here. Hi, Rick. Evening, all. I'm here. Hilda, are you here? Full house, gentlemen. Full house. Well, there you go. What a thing. Can't be bad, can it? Mind you, we struggled on last week, didn't we, Hilda? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not quite sure how we managed to fill an hour. <laughs> no, but we did, didn't we? So it just goes to show. We did. Uh, right, well, what should we start they with? They don't need us, Thorpey. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> they don't need us. We're just garnish. Yeah. Well, we've got to start with VAR, haven't we, I think? That seems to be the talk of the football world at the moment, and it was an absolute pig's ear this weekend. So, um, yeah, I mean, in particular, the one I thought was the Chelsea West Ham one I mean that was bizarre because I mean it, you know what What was the bloke thinking I just don't I just don't get it I don't know what do you boys think if if anything if anything looking at VAR confirmed that it should have been a yellow card for Mendy for feigning injury surely well yeah because <laughs> he didn't touch him did he rather than it spin it round the other way no not at all did um just for argument's sake, did anybody listen to what uh, Graham Souness had to say about it today? Who no. said that it was dangerous Why play from who said it was dangerous play from Bowen for leaving his studs in? Did he? Thought that, really? thought that was, thought that was quite Rick. interesting. He Rick seems Rick to have seen something Syria, different yeah. to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, what's, what's completely what's completely bizarre is that the fact that they don't actually there's there's nowhere near offside either. Um, on 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 the one of them, and uh, and then obviously you get the the oh, failing the injury, yeah, and and it's just it's just absolutely laughable where these professionals that are doing it full time that are making so many mistakes now. It's it's just becoming embarrassing, and actually you're making VAR um, the most displeasurable thing about football. You know, I'd rather go back to the old way, to be honest with you, and say, well, let, let it be. You know the referee and linesman's mistake because they're they're making even more. You know, I think they're well, making even rather more than, mistakes now. Rather than their mistake, it's VAR's mistake now, isn't it? So it's just yeah, moved on to a different. Yeah, 
we got yeah, full the, circle now. But it, but it, <laughs> but it's only as it's only as good as the person who's actually using it, isn't it? So it's you know it's absolutely crazy, and um, you know where where it's there to to, to like I, I I remember saying, listen, there's so much money in football, you know there there needs to be something that gets a correct decision. But it's only the idiots that are using it that are actually yeah. messing it up in the first place. So mm-hmm. if it you know if and it takes it's supposed to be there for, for clear and obvious errors. If it takes four and a half minutes to check something over, surely that's not a clear and obvious error and you should just ignore it. Again, yeah, the time is taking the time is taking apparently one was seven minutes the other day. Yeah. Was, was absolutely ridiculous. And you know, it does give the argument as well, which I would love to see personally because you know I, I again i've said this before it seems like an old record player going around you know and and and, and re- uttering the same uh same stuff but you know I, I if you sport is there to be enjoyed and the excitement of football is is obviously it's attacking play but it's the art of scoring goals and spectacular goals when they come along are, are unbelievable and it, it makes you want to watch it time and time again so if you take basketball and take baskets away from basketball and then you do it the same with American football, take uh, you know the touchdowns away from that or tries in rugby or goals in hockey or any sport, you're taking the entertainment out of the game. And I think this is what it's completely doing now. It's taking the entertainment, you know, do we celebrate it? Do we not celebrate it? Oh, I've got to wait five minutes for it to be celebrated, you know, and it's just taking the whole excitement. And if you take goals out of football... It makes it a lot more duller. And I think that, you know, it is actually being now detrimental to the game where it should have been a positive uh, thing for the game. And um, so I'd like to, I'd personally like to see if they're going to actually take that much time to see where there's a gap between a player. Otherwise, if you're in line or a part of your body is touching another person's body, unless there's a clear and obvious gap, it's a goal as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, and that's what I'd like to see. Look at look at that goal against uh, uh, Brighton scored against Leicester that was disallowed because presumably he had a toenail over the line. I mean, yeah. it was a brilliant goal. You can't say anything other than that. And then it's scrubbed with, out. With that, with that, yeah. He didn't even touch it anyway, did he? Who? Oh, but to take Thorpe's point, it. you take to take Thorpe's point. You've got McAllister, who scored an absolute worldie, yeah. and he's got it taken away. Yeah, absolute That's disgrace. That's ridiculous. Mm. It's absolutely ridiculous. They're um, looking for reasons to stop goals, rather than, yeah. as you said, the game is about scoring goals, and it seems like every goal that's scored now, they're looking for a reason not to allow it, rather than the other way around and trying to do things that encourage and score more goals. Mind you, having, having said so, that, though, what would you say about the United goal, then? Because obviously, very disappointing. Disappointing yeah. he didn't pick it up in the first place. It didn't need to go to VAR. It's right yeah. in front of him. It's a push from behind. It shouldn't have gone to VAR. Mm. Well, I agree it shouldn't, but you know, it was a it was a debatable you one, know, wasn't it? But you you take you take the Everton goal. I mean, he's 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 was yeah. he a toenail? Is he a hand? Yeah. It's, a, it's a fingernail, isn't it? It's a fingernail. You know, listen. I don't. I, as a Liverpool fan, I don't want to lose any game. But that's a goal. That is a goal. That is a goal. Is really what, what effect does it's that a, decision now have on Everton's season moving forward? They could have got three oh, that, that, that would have been a turning point for Lampard Absolutely. massively. Now he's in the same doldrums, and like yeah. you know, sooner or later they'll be calling for his head. He'll lose his job, but it won't be their fault. It'll be you know the fact that he hasn't really uh, got Everton going. 
Well, they paid him off, so that's okay. It's not a problem, and we'll still be absolutely shite. You know, so it, I mean, I, I, I've um, I've spoken to many a people about about it, and um, you know, and, and actually, I've, I've got quite a, a backing actually for the the gap between the players. You know, uh, uh, there has to be a clear and obvious gap between the players for it not to be offside. And um, I actually think that we could actually push this and have uh, the Three Valleys uh, headed letter to uh, the Football League, uh, UEFA and FIFA so that we can actually say that it started here. Because I actually think that that would be a bloody good shout or get a petition going so that we can actually take it to Parliament. Because I actually think it's, it's, it's ruining our game. And I think it, it, I, I think that strongly about it that I'd like to start something straight away. So why not? Why don't we start it? As long as somebody proofreads it, if Adrian's writing the letter, that's all I would say. I was going to well, say, as long as somebody does the letter. Listen, <laughs> I think me and David are, are both on the same pages. If we make it sound like a sexy uh, advertisement on uh, Three Valleys Radio, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Which you two are renowned for. Have you tried this this restaurant or pub? <laughs> it's the king's it's head that you're referring to. Oh, dear me. Dear me. Is that your sexy voice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good, he's a good, oh, good friend of mine is the king's head. We go out there every Sunday, mate. It's the place to go. Anyway, enough of that. Um, the, the Newcastle against Palace one, though, I, I thought was a little bit less... Controversial, shall we say, because that just looked like a, a good old fashioned, you know, up and under into the box, everybody piling in on it. I mean, if anything, it was going to be cancelled out because of a foul on the goalkeeper, but I don't know whether it was or not, to be honest. I guess it was because in that incident, the the player who fouled, allegedly fouled the goalkeeper was actually pushed himself, wasn't he? Mm. So I don't know what normally happens in that situation, whether that just means it's. I guess you just have to play on, can't you? You can't, if you've clattered into the goalkeeper because someone's clattered into you and you've got a domino effect, I don't really see how it's the... It should be know, the first offence. the player. It yeah. should be the first offence. If there's yeah. an offence that happens before he's clattered into that, they should be looking at the first offence. It's a very strange one. You don't normally yeah. see that, where you get falling dominoes, <laughs> basically, with players piling onto each other, but... I don't, how do you guys feel about um, what the pundits have to say on this at the moment? Because I'm, I don't know, as as a fan watching, I'm, I'm starting to wonder what I actually want from my pundits. Because I don't know if you saw from, I say my pundits, but our pundits, but if any of you saw Match of the Day, they built up to the last game because Newcastle uh, were nil-nil with Palace so that Alan Shearer could do his big spiel. And his only assessment was that VAR is crap. I was like, oh, great, you get, you're the like, highest-paying, earning, highest-earning pundit out there for you to tell me that it's crap. Like, I want you to tell me what you're going to do about it and implement it. I'm sick of listening to the radio and not this, but like, and just pundits saying, yeah, it's crap. Well, tell us something. Be in, find some initiative. I'm like, I'm just... Sky Sports is the same. Any Monday night football, it's just over-analyzing stuff that we already know. It's like, give us give us some insight into something else. It's crap. Yeah, okay, it's crap. What are you gonna what's the suggestion? Do you not feel that there's just a lot of regurgitated rubbish from pundits at the moment? 
Just to I think, it's the stats. It's the stats industry now, isn't it? So the stats will be, be like so it's going the American way. We seem to always follow the Americans. I don't know why that is, but it's um, yeah, it, it is. It's frustrating that they go on so long about it. I'd much rather see a bit more football, if I'm honest with you, um, because <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. it, it's far more exciting than listening to them going on about something that happened during the game, which we've already seen and we knew what happened anyway. Well, that's, so, the, that's yeah. the appeal with um, TV commentary, isn't it? As opposed to what we do, where you yeah. have to describe everything. The skill with TV commentary is that balance between letting the viewers see it and make up their own mind and adding something to it rather than describing everything. And like you say, Dave, they're just going round and round in circles, saying the same thing over and over again. Yes, it's rubbish. You're not happy with it. So what else is happening? Well, you say yeah, I just, I just, I'm not sure what I, what I necessarily want from it, but I just think that when you look at how, sort of, um, main, how much of a mainstay Sky Sports is, you know, and how big Monday Night Football is, it's the daddy of, of football, and then, not really a lot gets said that, like you say, that we don't even know, and you find yourself watching it because you, you know, you love your football, and you come away with it thinking, oh, I don't. I'm not, if anything, I'm just angrier than when I first started yeah. watching the programme, which is not what I want and what I don't think it's about. But do you think we're now... I know we're going way off topic, but do you feel like we're in an era now where punditry has got so much power in football than it ever did before because everyone's listening to what they're saying. Players, managers, they're feeling, feeding off what, you know, Roy Keane says and or... Gary Neville, Jamie Carroll, whoever. They seem to have so much influence in the game and they have rivalry within each other. Like I I've mentioned Sunes, he probably said a different opinion because everyone else is saying different. So he has to say something different to start a conversation about him. Actually, fair dues to Sunes, though he did make a very good point. Um, he actually slagged off your friend, Mr. Salah, um, saying that he figures that he's. he's uh, relaxing too much because he's got his big new contract now, and and you know it seems a bit of a coincidence that <clears throat> excuse me the oval of the oval Liverpool of um, you know not exactly started in, in you know the way you'd expect them to, and that coincides with Mo Salah having a new contract. So well done, oh, he's Graham Sooners. Yeah, he's been off the boil since the Cup of Nations. Though. Yeah, he's been off the boil since the Cup of Nations. It's not. I, 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 would, I would agree there. Uh, one, I would never have got rid of Manny. I thought he was the performer. He was the worker. Um, I would have uh, definitely um, would have got rid of Salah personally first. If one of them was going to go, um, then I'd have got rid of Salah. But uh, and and it, I think he's playing him too wide. I think it's, it's it's too much like a winger now instead of like getting in there where he needs to receive and be receiving the ball in in more dangerous areas. And I don't think he's just been stuck out of the wing. You know how can you score from right out of the wing? You've got you know, and they all know he's going to check in on his left foot. So uh, and I, I think David and I have spoken about this. Signing, but they needed a, a bigger signing. You know, uh, they're not just there, but in midfield they probably needed two big signings. Um, and um, I think they've missed a trick by not signing Connor Cody because I think Connor Cody is an out and out defender. He's quick, he's a leader, goal scorer too. And, uh, and he's, and he's a, a disallowed goal scorer. You know? I mean, yeah. so he's a, you know, but I think that with his passion that he shows for the game, I think that it was time that he had a big move to a big club. And I thought Liverpool could have been that team. And 
I would really have liked to have seen him there. But yeah, they're, they're not firing on all cylinders. Um, I did say before the season started, I thought it was going to be a difficult year for them. I truly believe that it will to the point where we might scrape fourth place in, in the Champions League. And um, But only time will tell, see whether we can change, turn it around. Don't make me smile when you see the pundits, when you see the experts now and they're saying, who nobody else can challenge, it's either going to be Man City or Liverpool. Well, Liverpool are a million miles off winning the yeah. Premier League this season. Yeah. So it's basically, it's just a cakewalk for, for City. But the, going, back to argue the pundits, that. going back to the pundits <clears> now, any, any pretense of them being neutral observers of the game seems to have gone now. They all seem to yeah. have their own agenda and they've tied their colours to whatever particular mass and they're not ashamed about it. Ian Wright on um, Match of the Day. They seem to be encouraging it now, yeah, the broadcasters. Was, was we this, we that, and you uh, seem to forget that Newcastle sacked him as manager, but he's all Newcastle club mm. on, a, on a national platform. And it sort of detracts from it a little bit because they get so caught up in that. Yeah, we all know you've got but you're there to comment on other things that are happening, not just the agenda from your club. Let's go back to VAR yeah, just just to finish VAR off because I, I do enjoy uh, Mr. Anthony Glazer stuff. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, then we agreed that VAR Can we is go crap. Back to VAR. Yeah, going back, I'll just say just to finish it off. We all agree that VAR is crap, and that Thorpe will start up a petition to get the uh, European Football Authorities to change the rules. Yeah. Is that is that right? Have I got it right? Oh, I, I I just think I think it's just been it's just a detrimental to the game now, and I, and I think I think the you got to remember it's an we're in an entertainment business. You know whether we're just doing a podcast on the radio talking about football. You know we are a part part of the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is that it, our beautiful game is being ruined by something that should have been enhancing the game, and um, it's, it's it's having that adverse effect. And uh, you know I agree with a lot of the fans who, who have actually said get rid of it. You know, go back to the old way, and um, mm. um, because it was far more exciting, you know, and um, we'd have certainly have had more goals in the games, and um, uh, and not had so much waiting around for idiots to try and make a decision well, and this, then still get it wrong. This season, they were supposed to be more accountable, weren't they? Because you can, the next day, you can have the transcripts of the conversation. Well, mm. they, I know there are legal reasons why they can't do it, but if you're going to have VAR. Use it the same way that they use it in rugby, they use it in cricket, where you can hear the conversation between VAR so, and the official. But why is it a legal matter? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But that's, that's, that's the reason that they gave for not doing it. It is a, it's it. a legal, whether it's a copyright thing or something. I'm Do you know, sure. I, I think that's an absolute excuse. It's a cop that's, out. That's, that's, that's an absolute cop out. They've yep. copped out. Do you know what? I go back to, to head, head injuries. They've even copped out of that. They were all silent again. They have a great big shout about it. And then it goes all silent. Oh, let's keep it quiet now for like, the next two years until we have to talk about it again. Because they know damn well it'll cost them absolutely billions of pounds in compensation claims. Yeah. And the poor footballers, and I'm going to be one of those, who are going to be probably dribbling outside of their mouth in a home waiting to die. And unfortunately, that's all they ever do is either sit on a bloody fence or try and sweep something under the carpet whilst they try and like make all their money millions behind the under the counter and um, and, and and drivel over stupid decisions um, in their meetings and it's absolutely pathetic I mean you've got you got like a, um, a dubious goals panel of five people they're all making over seventy thousand pounds a year that where, where, where I could have made a decision in flipping two minutes. It's an absolute disgrace, and um, you know, all that wasted money 
that the FA do, and all they do is go on and on about the drivel. They don't ever make a decision. They sit on the fence like UEFA until somebody really pipes up, then they do something about it. It's an, they're an absolute laughing disgrace as far as I'm concerned. My God, you're an angry young man tonight, mate. Um, let's move they on. It's an angry podcast. It is an angry podcast <laughs> yeah, tonight. We're is. all at yeah. tonight. Well, let's, 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 let's move on to Yeovil Town now because you two in particular were there on Saturday. Um, another disappointing result, but I noticed that... Uh, <laughs> it's not going to help with the anger, eh? No, I know, it's, I know it's not, but um, it's, it's on my list. And in particular, you know, there seems to be quite a bit of uh, response to the defeat on social media and, you know, all having a go at the manager again. And, you know, the manager's only been there for five weeks, six weeks, whatever. For goodness sake, give the guy a break. I mean, it's... He's not the man on the pitch for a start, but I mean, you boys saw the game. How disappointing performance was the Ovals? So, Thorpe, I'll go first because yeah, we, we pretty much um, in agreement of this when we did our summing up after the game. But I think the word to describe it from the Ovals' perspective, it was, it was flat. Uh, mm. It just felt like that they had all the energy from like when we did the Wrexham game and the bounce and everything. We said from about. 10 minutes in Thorpey didn't we that even the atmosphere and everything just felt flat yeah. something just didn't feel quite right and you're absolutely right you can't judge a manager after this early I know that managers have gone um, you know up and down the football pyramid even in the Premier League but probably for off the field reasons more than on the field but if we're actually talking realistically I mean what do I expect from Yeovil this season I don't know. Like, I expect them... It, to me, it's not a shock that they're losing at home to York. I know some fans will think that that's a, you know, an outrageous statement, but we're not the championship Yeovil anymore, and people need to realise that. Um, I don't know. We are where we are. You only need to look at the players that we're bringing in aid. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're shopping in a completely different market than we did even... Yeah, but to be two, fair, three we, years ago under been, Darren Sarr, I just think we've been doing that though for the place. last two or three years. To be fair, you know, I mean, yeah. we, we've got to accept the fact we haven't got a lot of money to go buying, you know, top class players, and until we have, we've got to put up with what we've got. But I just think to start having a go now, so early on in the season, um, you know, I just, I just think that is so unfair. And you know, apart from anything else, even the players they've got to they've got to get used to playing with each other, and it, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, what do you think, Forby? Well, I, I feel for for Chris. Um, it, we all know my opinion about like trying to knit players together. You know, it's very very difficult. You know, you got some even when you've got good players there. And um, uh, I think that Chris is. I've only met him once. He seems a really really genuine fella. I've spoke to Tony Pounder a bit about him. And I think that he absolutely needs to be given uh, a lot longer than probably... He needs probably four transfer windows at least. Um, I, I, for the team, I, I felt on Saturday it was lacklustre. It needed a bit of energy. Um, I felt for the back line, I thought that they really worked hard. Um, I thought Diaz worked his socks off um, with little help and little support in the midfield there. And... Um, they are lacking direction um, up front. They do too much work in the, in the, in the channel areas and not getting in the box. Um, and I just think that they, it's just going to be one of those seasons where they're going to work hard, 
but they're not going to be able to score too many goals. And I think that they'll just about survive at the moment, unless there's a dramatic turnaround. You know, again, I thought Josh, you know, I know he's our friend and um, uh, in, uh, of, this, of this channel, but I thought he was magnificent again. I thought he was... a. a um, there, there were probably half of the team that I felt that did okay, but the other half really sort of dragged them down and didn't really create anything to so that we could against a fairly workmanlike but fairly well structured York side. You know, I thought that they were quite good. Had a power man up front really well, and they also had some other really very good performances from um, uh, the number seven, number eight, uh, ten looked lively. You know, and um, and with a big man up front, and they defended. It's more of a team, and I think that we are more. Um, we have a lot more work to do. The only which thing is, which I, is disappointing. Sorry, sorry, Thorpe. The only thing I would add that you could really point towards Chris Hargreaves, and it's not his fault because it's still quite early on. That it's quite clear that he doesn't really know what the best. Uh, personnel is or the best formation because we've done the three five two we've done the four four two the the uh what else what else is them the four three three which i think are some fans are sort of crying out for now to to stick to i think he's had to chop and change it quite a lot more than he wanted to what we've got to play with sat playing i think you're always going to get a little bit of a disjointed performance week to week until we get a little bit of consistency going I mean, to be fair to Chris Hargreaves, he's already come out in, in his post-match I, interview. I, 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 pers and, um, I personally and he actually, really... I was going to say that, to, to, to be fair to Chris Hargreaves, he, he, he did hold his hands up after the game and accept the fact that it had been uh, somewhat... Uh, ah, there we go. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. You said about his interview. Yeah, he, he did come out afterwards and say that, you know, I hold my hands up, it was a disjointed affair. But, you know, he's trying. I mean, I just think starting slagging off the manager at this point in time is, is just not on. It's, uh, it's giving the guy no, no chance oh. at all, personally. But maybe I'm biased, I don't know. Well, uh, with, um, with that, really, I mean, Chris, just, he just needs to be given more time. I mean, he's got a, a, a small squad there, you know, and he does need time to try and work on the training ground and try and get that right. I also believe that he will probably need to get some more low knees in um, and uh, hopefully he can get some more quality, especially around the midfield area and hopefully another striker. Defensively, I think we have been fairly solid and the unfortunate thing is that they've been put under a little bit too much pressure so that one mistake down the line or during those 90 minutes has cost, cost them a goal. But um, I, I do think defensively we're looking okay. Um we're looking good down the left-hand flank. It's just that middle of midfield where I think Diaz and, and with Worthing to get injuries and possibly suspensions, I think we need a little more quality in there. Of course, next a week... A goal scorer. Next we week, need, of course, at, we need a goal scorer, yeah. At Woking, of course, that's going to be a, another excuse for people to have a go if, if we happen to lose to Daryl Sarr's team. Well, that shouldn't really be the case because Darren decided to leave and, you know, for whatever reason that was. And um, it, we shouldn't be judged on that now because it's a completely different squad. And uh... All I would say, Thorpey, and you're, you're, you're all absolutely right in terms of giving the manager the, the time, we're one of pressure, I would put in that way. I mean, just from the fans um, because of just, you know, the, the, the start that they've made. I'm not saying that that's, you know, rightly so. But just for argument's sake, if they were to go to Woking and lose 3-0, I think he would find it very difficult to then try and um, 
win everybody back around because there does just seem to be this but the, kind the, of the, fa- um, the, the fans have to realise that we've probably got one you know even though it's a conference uh, it, it, we've probably still got one of the top four less you know bottom bottom four top budgets yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah. Woking's budget will probably be double ours you know that that's that, that you know so they have to realise where this football club is at the moment and you just can't go in and and keep chopping the manager because one that, that we've shown in that's been shown in the Premiership and other other leagues like that, that just does not work. And um, you know we need some continuity here. Yeah, snapping absolutely mid-table obscurity, but security at the same time. Mm. No, I would, I would take it. The fair question. Take it. I would absolutely one hundred percent take it. I don't want to see this football club go any lower. But you don't I, want to have I, the drama here of a relegation yeah, battle or anything. No, mm-hmm. not really. Not really. You know, but. Because you know, I've I've played at those levels, and those levels are tough leagues. And um, you know, you, you've got to try and stay as high as you can. But financially, where we are as a football club at the moment, you know, we're in a dire place, and um, we we can't attract players. You know, uh, our, our name is 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 the famous Yeovil is 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 becoming under scrutiny, and um, you know, and I don't like that situation. Um, I want to see us. I want to see us turn the tide, um, but that will that will come with look a lot who's, of hard uh, work. Look who's bot- look who's bottom of the table at the moment. Scunthorpe United yeah. could quite easily be us with that kind of you know. So like you say, it's make sure that you still staying and competing in this league first and foremost, and then try and obviously build on something year on year. Yeah, hopefully. No, no football club has a divine right to to just win football games because of who they are. You have to have a structured football club, right, right from, right from the, the top, right to the bottom. Remember my my talk. Everybody laughed at about the, the you know the wheel and a spoke coming off the wheel, like you know, because if your wheels, if your wheel is, is classic, that is. yeah, but if everybody's working really well, your spokes are been all nice and strong and they're working exactly over. But you just get one spoke come away, one little bit of negativity in a football club, and all of a sudden your wheel's not working properly, and, and our wheel is definitely not working properly at the moment and that's just, that starts at the top and there's lots of people before you even get to the manager you know and the manager's come in he's a decent can't easy cop out that's the easy cop out let's point the finger at the manager um and we'll get another manager in and if he doesn't do it we'll just point the finger at the manager again and if he doesn't do it we'll point the finger at the next manager until we do get success oh we were right the supporters were right you know they have to be realistic and um and, and just support their football club through thick and thin. You know, I was disappointed with the crowd on Saturday. I want to see more people there. I want to see more noise there. I want to see them getting behind the team. And um, and hopefully the, 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 the manager will get the backing that he needs, um, whatever shape, way, or form that comes in. And, um, you know, we can sort of like get some more uh, structure to the football club, but also more quality players there. But you're absolutely right. The first thing to ensure is that you are competitive in that division and you stay in that division yeah. and you shut the trap door underneath you and you're not going anywhere. Unless it's yeah, up. absolutely. Absolutely. Because people always say how difficult. Uh, I can't imagine that if you drop down one and it's National League South, I can't imagine that that's any easier to get out of. No, and then you've got some northern clubs. You've got some travelling to do in that league. You know, well, we've, said, we've said before, haven't we, that every time that we've gone down a division, we've gone, oh, maybe that will help us because it'll give us a chance to reset and compete yeah. at a lower level. But then we still seem to struggle <laughs> no matter yeah. what the league is. So, um, yeah, definitely well, wouldn't want to uh, that's because the, That's because you lose the quality of player. You lose yeah, the, the higher quality yeah. player. I mean, 
you know, to be fair, I know, again, it, it, it sounds like we're just um, lifting Josh up and, and putting him on the pedestal, but Josh's performances, you know, uh, and it's shown from other performances and somebody's just got to move to Wolverhampton, you know, and uh, but Josh's performances have been outstanding. You know, Lawson Diaz was outstanding, I thought. His work rate, he was really working hard. He got no support whatsoever. You know, and, and those players will be picked up by, you know, by higher clubs and, you know, and at the moment, better clubs because of where we are at the moment. And, um, well, especially if we drop lower, if you drop lower and then you get the January transfer window and all of a sudden, if you're, if you're a League Two side or a League One side and you see Lawson Diaz, you see Josh Stormford playing as well as they are playing at the moment, you're going to, they're not going to think twice about going to, to no. play at that level rather than being a struggling National League team, surely. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. You know, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't blame them for going because all of a sudden they'll get more wages. I wouldn't, I wouldn't that, ask Josh that, mate. <laughs> no, we wouldn't put him in that situation, like. But no, um, hey, let's get a bit of positivity then. We go to Woking. Yeah. We tell Darren Sahl that um, look, if you stayed around, son, you could have could have stayed at a winning team here. Get a nice victory. Put one over yeah. Sahl. Not that he did anything wrong at this club, far from it. But you know he's not with us now, so have it, Sal. One nil, <laughs> and uh, get back up and running again. You fickle man, Hilda. <laughs> he's dead to you now, isn't he? Yeah, now he's gone. Yeah, like, like an ex-girlfriend, mate. Just like. Yeah, <laughs> <you know. laughs> anyway, moving on. Erling Haaland. Um, he's a freak. Next. Well, he is a freak, isn't he? But I mean, he's he is. He's just unbelievable, isn't he? I mean, I don't think we any team, much as I love my United, I cannot see anybody touching City with him as long as, you know, unless somebody goes out and breaks his leg or something. I, I just can't see him. It's, it's, it's a good job they do have him, Aid, because City have shown that they've actually got a soft centre this season. They've conceded well, loads of goals. They've needed to turn around two, two lots of two-goal deficits so far this season. But because of Haaland, no one's talking about it, and that's probably what will rescue it. That's what I was going to say, Hilda. I mean, take as a, as somebody who really doesn't want Abu Dhabi to win the league again. Take the positive from it. If Haaland's not scoring for City, who is? Because mm. previously they've had to spread the goals around, rely on everybody to get to get goals. And you're right, they're going behind in games. Well, it looks like if 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 Haaland isn't there to score a goal and get them out of the brown stuff, then uh, that seen gets his inevitable injury, which he will do because he's still growing. Then. Um, It'd be interesting to see how who picks up the mantle then for for City. I, I'll, I'll make a statement. I think that if he stays fit this year, I think it'd be the first uh, Premiership player to score forty goals. I thought you were going to say fifty then. If he stays fit in all competitions, he'll get over fifty this season. I think it'd be. It, it, I think you know he's he's there to win the four. Premier League goals this early. I paid before. I just can't see him stopping him. I mean, if you, the, the pace for the big lad with the strength that he's got and to be that pacey, I think that he is a freak of nature. He is. <laughs> I, was, he is. I mean, I did you see the did you see the stat the other day, Paul, where they looked at Haaland? I think it was a game he didn't score on, which obviously could only have been about once or twice this season, where he only touched the ball. Oh, that's a bit of lightning. Did you see yeah, that come through? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Um, there was two touches. In the whole one game, was an assist, one, was, though, wasn't it? one was yeah, one was an assist, and yeah. one was from the centre circle. But it's yeah. like 
it just does not matter if you're Haaland. You could not do anything, and then you just know that he's the guy in world football that you want on the end of it. I don't care if you don't even, like, if he's playing for my team, you don't have to break a sweat. Like, Letizzi, and look how, you know, how praised he is for what for what he did a little well, bit before. I've seen the highlight reels. <laughs> well, the old news footage. Yeah. <laughs> I must watch those sometime then. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with Harlan, I know it's a strange sort of parallel to to bring, but that's exactly at a lower level, obviously. That's exactly what Yeovil need that. They need someone who does nothing except yeah. score goals. Yeah. Because all the rest of it seems to be working fairly fairly well. They just want that one bloke who's, who's just going to score goals. I wonder if he's free Saturday. <laughs> Give nice a call. I, I, actually, I'll say something as well. Watching the uh, Manchester United team, uh, they, I, I spoke about body language and uh, how Rashford's body language for um, not just Liverpool fans, but for, for the league. To get that low and that bad so that the only way is up. And, and mm. that's pretty much pretty much what seems to have, seems to have happened. And, it, and it's, uh, it's, it's been changed. It's been good management, I think. It's been yeah, a very good he's, management. He's, a you know, good he's, management. He's, he's made he made some big uh, big statements by by dropping people, big personnel, and um, you know I'm very surprised he didn't go in the transfer window. Personally, I mean, I, I know I expect the, the wages were a big one where he sort of said, "No, I'm comfortable," you know, and uh, you know I'll fight for my place. But uh, for me, I think his Manchester United career is over. I think Shaw's Manchester United career is over yeah. as well. And there'll be a few. The, um, I always forget his name. In midfield, the young lad. Tom and um, No, no, no. The one with the fuzzy hair. Fred. Who's just been put out on loan. That Dalek. Who said that? Yeah, not, no, not, not loan. no, not Fred. Fred's moved into Casemiro's spare room. They're best friends. Uh, <laughs> Can't you worry about I'll his name in a minute. Carry on, I shall tell you his name in a minute. Oh. Hey, you keep saying nice things about United. Go on. I know you want to. What about Ericsson, oh, no, though? Isn't Ericsson going to be one of the buys of the season for nothing? Absolutely. It's, it's that link-up from, from the defensive block. Hampton has got the passes that McTominay and Fred just don't have, and he's playing in that same role, and he's effective. And suddenly, Fernandes is playing well. You know, obviously it works, doesn't it? From the heart, that was, wasn't it? Doesn't help that my brother's a Manchester United fan, so that's all he, he texts me about now. Is that yeah. I didn't hear from him for years. So yeah. now look. <laughs> Rick, um, question for you. I don't know. Um, did you see today that, that apparently they put a price on the club of three point seven five billion, and uh, implying that the Glazers are ready to sell, although they haven't come out and said anything. Um, but they're hinting that, that maybe... I think he said Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Fernandes definitely works better than his internet connection. No, <laughs> yeah. no, definitely not. Did you hear what I said about the Glazers? Obviously, uh, obviously not. No, I'm, guess, I'm, I'm assuming it's about... I've still got lightning going out outside, so it's not going to get any better, mate. No. <laughs> no. I know it's not. We've got about 17 minutes to try and struggle Very on Very inclement weather, viewers. Which is why we're having connection problems. Yeah. Um, just whilst we're still talking, um, 
the Glazers, they've come out and apparently put a value, not the Glazers, somebody's come out. Don't looking at Jurgen Klopp. He's not going to make it any better. Well, sadly, listeners, we've had to call a halt to football bloody hell this particular week because of the bloody weather. Um, internet's breaking down all the time and Zoom is just not able to cope. So we've called it a day. Um, I'm sorry about that, but uh, we have managed to cobble together 40 minutes of football bloody hell which I hope will uh, at least appease those people who can't live without our little podcast every week. So until next week, uh, all I can say is thanks for listening. Sorry about tonight, uh, but please join us again on Saturday for full match commentary of Woking versus Yeovil Town. Um, and until then, I just say cheerio. <laughs>